0: Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Tom Hegna. Uh, You probably already know who Tom is, an economist, an author, a retirement expert, an industry speaker, the retirement expert, former VP of New York Life, retired Lieutenant Colonel. Thank you for your service. And he's delivered over 5,000 seminars on his paychecks and playchecks retirement approach helping baby boomers and seniors retire the optimal way. Tom, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Hey, thanks, Seth. Great to be with you.
0: Great to have you. Let's go back in time a little bit for our folks who may not be familiar with your story. And I know it's in the five books, but how did you get started?
1: Well, you know, I grew up in a small town of Minnesota, went to college at North Dakota State University on an Army ROTC scholarship. I was commissioned the military. I spent six years active duty Army, 16 and a half years uh, Army Reserve, as you said, retired as Lieutenant Colonel in 2006. I went into the insurance industry. I spent eight years with MetLife. I was an agent, a manager, a national marketing manager. I then went to New York Life, spent 15 years with New York Life. I started out as an annuity wholesaler, kind of worked my way up to be a senior executive officer in the company. I retired from them in 2011, and I've been on my own for now 10 years, written five books. I have a PBS TV special, Don't Worry, Retire Happy, that's played in 80 million homes in the U.S. and Canada. That's kind of the the, the one over the world story. The
0: super short version, right? Yeah. Uh, and obviously the longer version in more detail <laughs> in the books. So let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the market. We've had, obviously, the pandemic. How have you seen the consumer mindset shift and then how have, if at all, you changed what you've been teaching because of it?
1: Well, I think people are more aware that they need an emergency fund. You know, three months of an emergency fund is not enough. I think they became more aware of life insurance and life insurance sales have gone up. But but really what I've done hasn't changed much because retirement hasn't changed because of the pandemic. Yes, there are certain things that are happening out there, but you still need to have a plan, you still need to work with a financial professional, you still need to know how to maximize your social security benefits, have guaranteed income to at least cover your basic living expenses. But now inflation's coming more into the forefront. So as I've always said, you need to invest the rest of your money to protect yourself against inflation. Uh, you need to have a plan for long-term care. I think people don't want to go to nursing homes after COVID. They want to stay in their house. Well, how are you going to afford that? That's very expensive. And so you've got to have a plan to be able to, I call it, get anti-nursing home insurance, stay-at-home insurance, you know. So none of the basics have changed, but around the edges, yes, there are. You know, there have been some things that have happened, certainly. Talk about your paychecks and playchecks retirement approach. Yeah, so paychecks and playchecks concludes with four simple steps, and anybody can do this. Step number one, you want to cover your basic living expenses and retirement with guaranteed lifetime income. So figure out how much you need for your housing, your food, your clothing, your cell phone, your internet, and that needs to be covered with guaranteed lifetime income. Now, there are three sources of guaranteed lifetime income. Social security counts because it's a lifetime income annuity. It's a guaranteed paycheck for life. A pension counts because it's a lifetime income annuity. It's a guaranteed paycheck for life. But whatever you're short, you're supposed to go find an insurance company and buy some form of lifetime income annuity. Again, at least enough to cover those basic living expenses. Then step two is you want to invest the rest of your money to protect yourself against inflation. So that's where stocks fit, real estate, commodities, Step number three, you must have a plan for long-term care. No retirement plan is complete without a plan for long-term care. It's probably the number one thing most of your listeners have not taken care of that can wipe out their entire life's work. And then step number four, the most efficient way to pass wealth to children, grandchildren, and charities is with life insurance. I tell people all the time, don't leave your kids any money. You're supposed to spend your money. Leave them life insurance because you can do that for pennies on the dollar. It's really all about how do you get the most for the least in retirement.
0: Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. I know that you do a lot of industry events. Talk a little bit about how you're helping financial advisors and IMOs and FMOs reach more consumers in a better way.
1: Yeah. So, you know, first of all, I do a lot of. Live events, although I'm going to do fewer live events. I was just in Vegas yesterday and I did a couple of live events. Um, I do a lot of webinars and I have recorded webinars that look like they're live. So an advisor can literally rent this webinar for 30, 60, 90 days. They can send as many people as they want to it. They get all the leads. They get all the sales. I mean, that's a pretty powerful way. And then I do a lot of training, you know, because I tell people the best investment you'll ever make is an investment in yourself. And people need to, and it's not even a money investment. It's a time investment you got to spend time getting better sharpening your blade because there's so many people in this business who could be doing so much more but they just limit themselves because they haven't learned the right words and language they don't know how to handle objections they, they can't shift on the fly and, and i teach people that in, in some of my online training and coaching
0: you have had so much success in our industry
1: what's your biggest challenge now Well, now I'm trying to slow it down, and that's that's a challenge because the demand is higher than ever, but I want to be playing golf, I want to play tennis, I want to play pickleball, so I'm kind of semi-retired, I'm not going to do 200 days a year on the road anymore, now today my golf game is a little more important than some of the other stuff that I'm doing, and I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, I lost my best golfing buddy at age 56, I lost my dad two years ago, my mom last year. And, and you start realizing, you know, life isn't a forever deal. And do you really want to be the richest guy in the cemetery? Or do you want to get out and do some things? And I want to literally live what I preach about. You know, I teach people if you have all this stuff set up, you can actually enjoy your retirement. I want to, you know, don't worry, retire happy. That was the name of my PBS TV special. It was the name of my, uh, my last book. What good would it be if the guy who wrote the book, don't worry, retire happy, doesn't retire and he's not happy. So I'm trying to be happy and retire. <laughs> so I'm trying To just not talk to talk and walk in the walk.
0: Well, good for you. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do?
1: Well, I mean, I'm trying to help 72 million baby boomers never run out of money and actually enjoy their retirement. And they're getting the wrong information from Ken Fisher and on Dave Ramsey and all these guys who don't even know what they're talking about. And so I'm trying to show people how to do it the right way, the optimal way. And I don't sell any financial products, so I don't have a horse in the game. I'm not trying to sell them annuities or life insurance or long-term care insurance. That's not my point. My point is it's all about risk management and having enough guaranteed income that you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And if you set up just a few simple steps. You know, almost everyone in America can retire happy and successful, but they got to take it serious. And, you know, I'm now doing some things for millennials. I have a new presentation on how to become a millionaire, and I show people how simple it is to become a millionaire. I believe almost every single American can become a millionaire if they want to, and they have to be disciplined. And that's the problem. A lot of people aren't self disciplined, but I can show them step by step how to become a, a multimillionaire if they want to.
0: That is absolutely beautiful. With your experience and your expertise, where do you kind of see the puck going? What do you think the next five or 10 years kind of hold for the U.S. as a country economic-wise?
1: Well, I mean, it is a little bit scary. We're $28 trillion dollars in debt or the debt's climbing at four billion dollars every single morning. We have 200 trillion dollars of unfunded obligations for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, government pensions, military pensions. So I'm very concerned about that. You know, people are worried about inflation. I'm not as worried about inflation. I'm worried about taxes going up because that I can almost guarantee you taxes have to go up. And it's not a Republican or Democrat issue. It's a math problem. (laughs) We need a math party, by the way. We need a party that can actually add, subtract, because none of these parties seem to be able to do it. And so I do know, taxes are going up. I've been converting my own IRAs and 401ks to Roth. I've been moving more of my personal wealth into cash value life insurance because I'm trying to set it up that I will be getting tax-free income for the rest of my life. And I believe tax-free income is going to be very critical to people retiring successfully in the future.
0: Absolutely. We're 100% in agreement on that. You've written five books. What are some some of your favorite books that you've read that you are not the author of?
1: Well, I think if you're in the life insurance business, you need to get men on a mission by Marv Feldman. That is a great, because his dad, Ben Feldman, was the number one life insurance salesperson in the history of the world. And, and be, that family has sold more life insurance than any other family in the world. And so he puts all these key questions and tips in that. So that's Man on a Mission. I, I'm a big believer in what David McKnight is talking about, you know, Power of Zero and Look Before You Lurp and Tax-Free Retirement, Patrick Kelly. I mean, those are some of the books. Of course, Think and Grow Rich had a huge impact on me when I was young in this business. So, There's a lot of great books out there, and I would encourage people to read them, learn from people who've got knowledge that they don't have.
0: If you were starting your financial services career over, what would you do differently?
1: Oh, I would build my social network as big as I could. I would connect with everybody I could because, see, I had to buy new baby lists. I had to buy new Homer's lists. I had to buy married People's lists now. If you get two, three, four, five thousand people in your social media network, all you got to do is watch it, and they'll tell you they had a baby. They tell you they got engaged. They tell you their mom died. They tell you all the life events. People buy things on life events. They're going to retire. They retired. Their friend retired. Those are all reasons to reach out to people. Hey, saw that so and so's retiring. I'd love to take you guys out to lunch someday. Or, you know, we used to have to pay for that kind of stuff. That stuff is free now. And so I think with social media and email and all this this electronic digital marketing that I. I don't have to pay 55 cents to mail every single letter. I used to mail three, 400 letters a week. Very expensive. And now you can do it much cheaper.
0: What are you teaching advisors now in terms of growing their business? You mentioned the recorded way, the, the online presentation. Obviously, we had the shift from in-person seminars through COVID to webinars. Now some in-person events are back. What are you seeing your advisors are getting the best bang for their buck?
1: you know, it always comes down to prospecting, right? And marketing, you got to be in front of more people. And so that's where I'm seeing people, you know, if they have confusion on that, they're trying to always find somebody to help them get in front of more people. But then what I do is I teach them the right words and language and questions because telling is not selling. Listening is selling. Asking is selling. And telling stories is selling. And so that's what I focus on with them. But I do know Prospecting and marketing continues to be the number one challenge for most new advisors.
0: Absolutely. How are you working with the industry organizations like IMOs, FMOs and broker dealers now?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I get, I've been hired by most every FMO in America and most every Fortune 500 insurance and investment company in America. And, and, you know, it's fine. It kind of funny how it rotates because I'll be with these two companies for this year and then I'll be with these three companies the next year. And then these, it just works out. I don't know, you know, because people always want to have fresh speakers. They want to have the same one all the time. That's fine. You know, Joe Jordan and I are friends. David McKnight and I are friends and Van Miller and I are friends and Jim Silbernego. So, I mean, it just kind of circles around and it all seems to work out.
0: Well, that is absolutely incredible. I mean, you're you're a legend in the industry. What would you tell a new advisor starting out now?
1: Look, I was told this 35 years ago, and it was as true today as it was then. If you give this business two years, it will take care of you for the rest of your life. But what does that mean? That means nights, weekends, holidays, working 20 hour days for those two years. you got to be like a doctor that's an intern and they don't even get to hardly sleep. But, you know, they do that. Then they get set up for a practice for the rest of their lives. And It's the same in this business. I mean, I used to knock on doors. I used to put things under people's windshield. I mean, I did everything I could uh, for those first two years. And it, it was tough. The first two years are tough because you write a case, your emotions go up. And then they call you the next day and their brother-in-law told them it's stupid. It, so they cancel, and then you're down here, and then you write a case, and then it gets declined. I mean, the emotional ups and downs are incredible. And what worked for me was activity. I said, an app a day keeps depression away. And my first year, I wrote over 360 applications. I think I wrote 420, and I probably placed 340 or something because you lose a bunch of cases. That's just look, nobody tells people this, you know? When I learned that you got to plan for fallout, that was an incredible thing. Like, if you want three apps, don't write three, write five or write six, then you get three. Nobody taught me that. I learned that over the years. And so an app a day keeps depression away.
0: That's a great slogan. That could be the title of your industry (laughs) book. Um, What else do you want to share that I haven't thought
1: to ask you yet? Well, another thing I'm planning for Fallout that made a big difference for me is I watched one of our top producers at MetLife at the time, and he booked his appointments 30 minutes apart. And I said, I said, Harvey, there's no way you can see people every 30 minutes. He said, I don't. (laughs) Because people cancel, they change mind, but now I'm in control. And I have to call them and say, Man, I'm so busy. I'm running late. I'm going to be there in in an hour. And now he's in control instead of the people being in control. So I find too many people they spend, they only schedule one or two appointments because they don't want to, and then they both cancel, they got nothing. If they would have scheduled eight, appointments. Yeah, they're going to see three or four people no matter what. And if you got to move people to the next week, now you're in charge, not they're in charge. That made a big difference in my career as well.
0: That's amazing advice. You've given advice for so long. What's some of the best advice you've ever gotten?
1: Well, just activity. There's three ways to increase your production. See the people, see the people, see the people, you know, and a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion. Still, I learned that in my first couple of weeks. And that's where you want to use disinterested third party references, because see, the advisor has a conflict of interest because if the client buys, they get paid. If they don't buy, they don't get paid. But I don't get paid where they buy or Not Forbes magazine doesn't get paid where they buy or Not Wall Street Journal doesn't get paid. Dr. David Babbel, Dr. Michael Figgis. So use these disinterested third party references to change people's minds. You can't change their mind, but maybe I can because I don't have a horse in that game. And so those are some of the things I would share.
0: Awesome. Absolutely fascinating advice. Great interview. You've been a phenomenal influence in our industry. For our folks watching and listening who haven't done business with you yet, who'd like to learn more, where is the best place for us to send
1: that? Uh, you just go to TomHegna.com. But, but here's the deal. I have five free webinars. These are powerful webinars. You don't even need a computer. You just go to TomHegna.com forward slash webinars. There's one on how to thrive in this post-lockdown environment, one on life insurance, one on handling objections, one on how to deliver powerful webinars, and then my signature don't where we retire happy. They're all free. And I would encourage people to watch them. I can I can get people smart pretty fast if they dedicate some time. Awesome. Well we greatly appreciate your
0: time. This has been Seth Green here with Tom Hegna of Tomhegna.com. Tom, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Thanks everybody for watching or listening and we'll see or talk to you next time.